Evolutionary.org presents the Underground Radio Podcast with your host, Hardcore Steve, the Monster, and Mobster, the UK Beast. Prepare for the show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hit it! Evolutionary Underground, episode number 20. Steve and the Mobster here. Today we're going to be doing New Year Resolution Cutting Cycles, compliments of Geneza Pharma. So... First, let's kind of get into New Year's resolution, why it's important. Mobster, you had some really, really good tips on the pre-show. Why don't you share them with the with the listeners out there? Right, guys. I understand historically, because I've been there, seen her, and done it, same as everybody else, that the idea that the first day of a new year is uh, a great day, and it is, uh, to have uh, targets, resolutions for the year. But... Here's also a, 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 an additional truth. And we see this sometimes on the forums. We see this sometimes with buddies and people out and about with us. They're waiting for the best day to start a diet, the best day to go to the gym, the best day to start doing something else in their life that they want to change. And the truth of the matter is, I think Steve's me uh, uh, and, and some of our listeners will agree with this, today is the best day. The day that you listen to this podcast is the best day to make a change. Doesn't matter if it's June the 1st, September the 15th, or January 1st. It really doesn't matter. Today, because all you're doing is just putting obstacles in, in, in a way of making a change. And, and a great example of this, I'm reading a, a biography, Billy Colony, a comedian here in the UK, Scottish comedian, and he was working at the shipyards. He's welding, making ships. And one of the fellas he says about leaving in, in, in six months' time, and he says the amount of fellas around him that had said that and that it had been a year and then it was eight months and then two years, he says, Bill, today's the best day. Just get it, whatever you need to do, get it done as quickly as possible and then leave and go on the journey. And this, he ended up as a famous Scottish uh, comedian and travelled around and done documentaries in the States. Uh, so uh, he, he, he waited, I think it was six weeks, Steve, and then that was it. He was gone. And he never looked back and never went back to that situation. Had a few drinks with the boys, but never went back to that job, whatever. It was today is the best day. So New Year's resolutions have their place, but don't wait if it's September when you're listening till January the 1st. Do it today, guys. Don't muck about. What do you think, Steve? So here's here's the thing. Like, the New Year's is all about resetting. Like, if you had a tough year, if you weren't in good shape, New Year's can be a great way just to reboot and reset everything and then start fresh. So we put it behind us. It's kind of like when we were kids and we would play a video game, right? If you weren't doing good on the video game, you just push the button to reset the video game and start over again. It's the same thing. It's a great way to reset things and get going again. Now, what happens a lot with people is... They'll do a New Year's resolution and then they'll quit on it after a couple of weeks. So, you know, setting dates for things doesn't work. You know, we see this a lot with those who suffer from any type of addiction or something. They'll mark a date on their cal- calendar and say, yes, I've been sober since so and so day. But it doesn't work. It works against them to do it by day. So as Mobster said, you don't have to be listening to this podcast around New Year's. To say, you know what, I'm going to reboot everything and I'm going to restart everything. You can start now. Now, one of the best ways to reboot things 
is, you know what? Get out of a stale relationship. That's a great way to do it. Move to a new place. That's a great way to do it. Move to a new gym. That's a great way to do it. There's all kinds of new ways you can kind of reboot your life and reboot your fitness journey. Um, and, and if you want to take it on a mi micro level, how about just throwing out your current diet and restarting your diet? Like just go in your pantry, get a big box, put everything that's in your fridge, freezer, pantry, anything in your kitchen into that box and then taking it down and donating it to people who need it. And then just going to the grocery store and buying all new food, but completely revamp it. And I've done that before in my life. I've I've done that before. I talked about in the prior podcast how after a bad relationship, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this negative situation to turn into a positive. So I was able to kind of revamp my diet, completely revamp my diet. And I was able to kind of really, really change my physique in a very, very fast manner combined with exercise. So that's a great, great way to do it. And it really helps to sign up to uh, a gym because you're paying every month, right? A gym membership, you're paying every month. So you're like, shit, if I don't go to the gym, I'm kind of losing out on the money that I've spent not taking advantage of the gym. So that's a great way New Year's resolution. So think about that. Maybe it's time to switch gyms. Maybe it's time to switch diets. Maybe it's time to switch your workout strategy. Maybe it's time to switch out the music that's on your pod when you work out. Anything like that can kind of refresh the brain and refresh the mind because, you know, we tend to get bored, especially in modern society, the way things are. We tend to get bored with the same shit over and over. And it's nice to change things up sometimes and it can really turbocharge uh, your workout. So Monster touched on that a little bit and we're going to get into our next topic. Uh, there's two two thoughts here, Steve. One is specifically back in the day, gym owners loved loved you guys coming to the gym to work out because, and even new mem even the older members, they were kind of annoyed that the gyms would get crowded, but they knew that an awful lot of the New Year's resolutions, specifically that kind of I'm going to the gym, I'm going to work out vibe, especially when we used to have annual contracts, Steve, was great. So it's busy for a few weeks, and then the gym owner would get to keep that money, that 12 months uh, gym subscription, and that money would go on a new piece of gym equipment. So the older members hated it because it was busy, but loved it because they knew they was going to get a new leg press or a new pull down. The other issue is, Stephen, it's more to do with, it's not even really New Year's or Christmas or whatever else. It's that in America, you've got Thanksgiving followed by Christmas. Here in, in the UK, we've got Christmas, New Year's parties and food and whatever else. And here's the truth, guys. And this is a specifically why the New Year's resolution, when it applies to a cutting cycle, comes in. We overindulge. We we feast. And I'm talking about the general population and even us bodybuilders and whatever else. We'll, we'll binge a little bit. So there's an awful lot more cake. There's an awful lot more turkey. There's an awful lot more sweet potatoes. There's an awful lot more pie. There's an, a, a heck of a lot more alcohol. And the truth of the matter is, especially in the old days, Winter festivals were great. You were using up food that had been stored specifically from the summertime. You are eating it in the wintertime, and you had a mid-winter feast. That's where it came from. Now, of course, with air conditioning, we're not worried, super worried about the weather. It sometimes jumps in and bites us on the ass. But for the most part, we've got insulated houses. We've got roofs are over our head. We've got air-conditioned cars. We've got central heating in our houses. So we don't have to worry about being you know, bulking up for the winter, so, so to speak, and, and insulating ourselves from the cold weather because we've got great clothes, we've got thermal thermal, thermal underwear, the whole thing, real deal. So the truth of the matter is that 
bulking up and winter thing doesn't apply it, but the winter feast thing does, whether it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Christmas or more year, as I said. So the truth of the matter is we get bigger. We, we put on a little bit of podge. We put on a little bit of fat. And so when we're looking in the mirror, New Year's Eve, January 1st, that's when we're going, do you know what? I think I've put on a little bit too much weight over Thanksgiving and Christmas. I need to get into shape. So that's where cutting cycles come in. And specifically, as we're talking about today, using Genesa Pharma products to, for a cutting cycle. So let's get into what a cutting cycle is, Steve. We're both combining the diet, training, and obviously performance on arts and drugs. I'll let you know. Yeah, so listen, at the end of the day, when when it comes to using steroids, what's the number one thing, Mobster? I will say this on the forums, is the brand. You got to get the good brand. If you do a cutting cycle and you get the wrong brand, okay, you're supposed to get Anovar, you end up with Dianabol, that's going to screw up your whole cycle, <laughs> you know? So you got to make sure you're getting legitimate gear so that you can cut down. So Geneza Pharma is one of the top brands in the world. They're high quality. You know when you buy Geneza Pharma, you're buying what you actually order. You know that the dosage is actually what you order, you know that you're going to get excellent results on it. We get people all the time who use Geneza Pharma come on the forum and say that I was really, really surprised at the results that I got. Yeah, because this gear is so much better than the other mediocre gear that I've been using. So I have a lot of respect for Geneza Pharma. I think that they're they're one of the best out there and if you're gonna just put it together a cutting cycle it's very important to use a brand like Geneza for that peace of mind when you're on cycle so you're not halfway through cycle and you're like shit i'm not getting the results i expected what's going on here what you know what brand did you use oh i use some brand my gym bro at the dealer recommended to me well, well, that's your problem. <laughs> you got to use a legitimate brain. You can't just go trust some dude at the gym to hook you up with a brand. So why don't you touch on that a little bit? I mean, 100% agree with Steve. You must use a quality source. You must use a quality product. Uh, and Geneza is definitely a thumbs up product. No doubt about it, Steve. And that's just not what we're saying. Go on the forums and check for yourself from other members and see what they said. I want to talk about the specifics here, Steve. A cutting cycle versus a bulking cycle, because we're discussing cutting cycles today. So just this is for the newbies, the, the, the older listeners, the more mature and experienced listeners will know exactly what I'm about. But, but for you new guys coming into the sport now, a cutting cycle is essentially this. You've decided you're going to get into shape. You're going to get leaner. You are, in essence, going to get cut, meaning getting leaner. And a cutting cycle age you now this is what i must underline the following point or emphasize the following point on a podcast when i say this you cannot and we do get people asking on the forums asking this question you cannot just take a performance enhancing drug cutting cycle and get lean you have to be on a diet you have to be manipulating your macros you must be putting the work in the gym you must be ideally doing some sort of cardiovascular activity. In other words, increase your activity, monitor your diet. It's as simple as that. I mean, we can get the specifics and other podcasts, but those are the two most important things. Then any performance enhancing drug cycle, specifically cutting cycle, will aid your journey. Now, 
there's even people out there that are 25, 30% body fat that have dropped five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10% on a cutting cycle without really changing their diet. But that wasn't what they were aiming for, guys. It's, if you want to drop a few percent, fine. But what you're really looking to do is, let's be realistic, see your abs. You want to see your abs. You want to see the separation in the muscles. That's, in my mind, Steve, what I would call a proper cutting cycle. And then then when we get to was we will specifically talk about uh, products that we recommend. Then the magic happens. The performance-enhancing drugs get to do their work. The choices that we're going to explain to you get to do their work. But you must, must, must 100% put in the work with the dinner plates and put in the work in the gym and get off your backside and go out and ride a bike, do trail walking, go swimming, do something that's increasing your level of activity, even if it's just more work, Steve. But those, those things are super duper important. And then the magic happens when you actually introduce the products and the dosages that we're going to discuss in what we call a cutting cycle. Back to you. All right. So let's say you want to take the approach of being active. You want to take the approach of upping your cardio. You want to take the approach of I want to really, really start burning more calories. That's going to be my New Year's resolution. That's how I'm going to cut on my next cycle. So right off the bat in that situation, I'll give you a two steroids to run in that situation, all right, from Geneza Pharma. Now, first is going to be EQ, bold and known, 300. So the GP, bold 300, it's called. Now, the reason it's called bold 300 is because it's equipoise in a vial, 10 milliliter vial. Each milliliter is 300 milligrams. So each milliliter packs a punch, okay? So you only need like a, a one and a half cc's per week total of this stuff. And you can inject it once or twice a week. So the injections aren't a big deal on this. Now, the reason I suggest the, the bold and known equipoise GP is because it's really, really good. It won't interfere with your cardio. In fact, it will benefit your cardio because what equipoise does in the body is it does what all steroid anabolic steroids do right it raises red blood cell count so that's going to increase your cardio but it doesn't do what almost every other steroid does which is hurt your cardio by increasing water retention which equipoise doesn't do um hammering your lipids and your heart health which equipoise doesn't do unless you abuse it and other things like pumps other things like you know the uh, inf inflammation in the body so equipoise is really really good so i would run three or four hundred milligrams maximum so really one to one and a quarter one and a half max cc a week that's all you need of this stuff and it's going to boost your cardio without hurting your cardio, if that makes sense. Now, there are two things that you can stack with the equipoise from Geneza, which, which I really like. Um, but I'm going to stick to the, 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 sweet, the sweet sauce. This is the one that I like uh, when I'm doing a cycle where I don't want to interfere with my cardio. I like that bold known 300 to 400 milligrams a week max. Um, and then I would like stacking some Toronto ball with it. So get the GP T bowl with it. And what that is going to do is the T bowl is very, very mild. It's going to give you maybe a little, little light pump, but
but it's nothing too great, which is going to um, interfere with your cardio. But the key with it is you want to run a low, low doses, like 10 to 20 milligrams a day. That's it. No more. Even 10 to 15 is fine. So the GP, it's called GP Turan, T-U-R-A-N. And that one, it's it's uh, the packet of it is really, really cheap. So you can buy one packet. Each packet has 50 tabs. Each tab is 10 milligrams. So you can run a little bit of that kind of to kickstart your cycle a little bit. And then you can run 10 to 15 milligrams a day. Then when the packet is done, the, just run the EQ the rest of the way. Or you can you can run a couple packets of the T-Bowl if you're reacting really well to it. But that's a really, really simple and cheap stack that you can do if you want to stay active, really, really get active, really increase your cardio and really give you that motivation to go out there and do that long bicycle ride, do that long jog, okay? Consistent. I really like the idea of hill running as well. If you want, if you don't have much time to do cardio, do some hill running up and down a hill. That's a great way to burn a shit ton of calories, really improve your endurance and not do it very long like you do hill running for like 20 minutes a day that's it and you would put yourself in great great shape i also like pyro pilates if you find a studio that does pyro pilates great way to get yourself in shape as well you don't have to spend 50 minutes going on a running trail and it's it's really easy on, on your joints as well so that's a really good strategy and of course combine it with your weight training along with it so you'll get a nice cut down using that cycle and be able to stay active at the same time. So mobster, you're up next. Yeah. I'm going to jump in and talk about what I personally do, but I also want you to talk about uh, when I finish Steve fasted cardio. So, you know, doing it first thing in the morning before you've even had something to eat guys. And Steve's our fasting expert. So I'll let him talk about that for myself guys. And I do this already for my heart health, but also it's a great way for stimulating the metabolism, of course. And Steve's kind of touched on it a little bit already. I get my steps in every single day. Uh, I One of the things I did do at the end of the year, Steve, is I looked at uh, the app that I have on my phone, and I did a 1,000 miles of just daily steps last year. That wasn't over and above anything else. That wasn't any specific extra activity. And that's without me even really really going crazy, Steve, doing any of the kind of long walks I've done back in the past. That was literally, it's averaging three miles a day, and that's, uh, one in the morning and one in the early afternoon. And that's every single day, Steve. So, yeah. I also want to back up what Steve said with regards to his particular choices. Now, I've made two other choices, but Steve's EQ and T-Bowl, to me, is a fine, fine choice of a cutting cycle. I'm especially interested because we've discussed it on a bunch of uh, podcasts with the T-Bowl. T-Bowl for me is uh, you don't get dramatic changes on it. You will harden up a little. And it's more of a performance enhancer. And because it's a performance enhancer as well, that's specifically what it was developed for. It's the combination with EQ. And again, from GP, knowing full well what you're getting that does the work. And again, like I said earlier on, guys, you must make sure that you're putting in the work in the gym, on the trail walking and whatever else. Steve, talk about fasted cardio before we get to my choices. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we talk about some timing stuff and we're gonna talk about stuff like that in the future, but, you know, the body, we got stored fat on our body. So if you're having a hard time losing fat or if you want to get leaner regardless, 
Fasted cardio is a great way because when you do fasted cardio, let's say you slept all night, you did, you ate dinner, you slept all night. The next morning, you've been fasting for 10 hours. And then you go, go, you do, you go do cardio. Your body is going to be more adapt to tap, tap into your stored fat for energy versus eating a breakfast and then going and doing cardio where your body is going to have that glycogen from that breakfast. Now, it may be uncomfortable for you, a lot of you out there, to do that. A lot of you out there may be extremely muscular. A lot of you out there may be extremely big. A lot of you out there have a habitual thing where you like to eat a meal, wait an hour, go do cardio, and then use that, that meal as your energy, right? It may feel weird doing fasted cardio the first couple weeks, but your body will adjust. And once your body adjusts, you'll never want to do cardio again on a full belly. You're going to feel light. You're going to feel clean. You're going to have much more better results being able to tap into your body. So fasted cardio is a weapon. I don't care if you're, you're hottie Chupon, Big Rami, any of those guys at the pro level, I don't care if you're a normal Joe, you're my neighbor down the street who's just trying to lose some weight. It works. We're humans. It works. This is, way, this is where our body works. So don't let anyone ever tell you that meal timing and all this stuff isn't important because it is. And it's a weapon that you can be utilizing. So definitely if you can first thing in the morning, evacuate, hydrate a little bit, and then go do your cardio. Instead of throwing food at your body, then going and doing cardio. So it really, really works when it comes to uh, to fat burn to go that way. And it will work incredibly well on these cycles that we're going to talk about on this podcast as well. On most of these cycles, at least. Go ahead, Matsu. Yep. I've got an idea here for you guys. And this actually kind of works in principle. So even if you don't do fast cardio and you prefer to have some sort of food in your stomach... And again, I wanted Steve to discuss fasted cardio because it is a very good option, especially when you're looking to cut down and get into shape and especially when you yourself get out of shape. And again, those resolutions, it's just a great way to start the day. The other thing is, Steve, funny enough, if, whether it's cardiovascular work in the morning or the evening or weight training, hitting the gym in the morning or the evening. My local gym opens at 6.30, I think nearly every day now. It used to be three days a week and that's every day. And the truth of the matter is you will stimulate your metabolism, I believe, for somewhere between three to four hours over your base levels if you're hitting a gym, if you're doing cardio. So here's something you could do, and you can do one or the other. You can mix this up. The guys are going to the gym and lifting weights at half past six, seven o'clock in the morning. And you can do that before you go to work, before you go to college, before you do whatever the hell it is you need to do for the rest of the day. Equally, you can do cardio. After breakfast and small breakfast, and then still go to the gym, get on a running machine, get on the bike, do, do, do some rowing, whatever, and you will still get that metabolic impact. And then hit the gym again later on in the day to do your weight session. So cardio in the morning, weights in the evening, weights in the morning, cardio in the evening. And when I say evening, it doesn't have to be, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I would prefer you guys, if you can, to do it straight after college, straight after work again, whatever it is you need to do for the day, and you come home, and before you actually get your foot through the front door, unless you're doing cardio weights at home, you're doing this extra activity, and again, this is going to put your, the fat burning, you're going to get an additional three hours in the morning, and an additional three hours at night of a slightly increased metabolic activity. In other words, 
you're burning ever so slightly more calories. Now, some of you might be even more time restricted, and it might be a simple case of some cardio, 15, 20 minutes, and obviously the weights, the gym session as well. But if you split it up like I'm talking about, you'll see a small additional benefit. What, what do you think on that, Steve, before we get into my choices? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, we're giving you a lot of ideas here. This isn't, you know, it's a, it's a good blueprint. But at the end of the day, you guys have to decide what's going to work best for you. So there's different little tricks and, and tips here that we're going to give you. And you can kind of adjust yeah. it from there. So I'm going to go from Mobster before I bring you back for your next cycle. I want to talk about going from EQ and T-Bowl, which is very, very mild, to more harsh, the harsh route. And the reason I'm going to do that is some of you, uh, just like Mobster was just saying, some of you are going to react a hell of a lot better going the more harsh route. So the harsh route would be trend, mm. trenbolone. And yeah. trenbolone is one of the most harsh steroids out there. And some of you are going to react incredibly well. I've seen guys eat absolute garbage on trend and still shred up like geniuses, take pictures of themselves and post it on the forums. And then you go on their Facebook page or, or their social media and they look like shit the rest of the year. It's just when they're using trend because their diet is garbage. They follow IFYM. It's one of those guys, you know, they eat fast food and all this stuff. But even on that shitty ass diet, they still shred up on trend. And that's something that some of you are going to be able to do incredibly well. Now, I'm not saying take trend and eat a bunch of shit. Can you imagine if that guy actually ate well and didn't, file, file, uh, didn't follow IFYM, how good he would look, how good he would feel year round? You know, and on trend especially. So in your situation, eat clean and run the trend. And trend, you're going to find it incredibly difficult to do fasted cardio with. Because trend is absolutely going to affect your insulin resistance in your body. It's going to suck up all those carbs that, that are in your body. And it, it wants to be fed. So with trend, you almost have to kind of spread out your carbs throughout the day and kind of feed it. Because if you go a long period without food, you'll start developing a lot of side effects with that trend. So this is going to be a little different than the first cycle we talked about. The first cycle, you can go, you can do time-restricted eating. You can go 18, 20 hours, 24 hours without food. It's not going to bother you. But this cycle with trend, you cannot do that. That's not the time to do that. You're going to basically with the trend – it's going to be a struggle to do cardio because trend absolutely is brutal on your cardio, but there's going to be a percentage of you that run the trend and you have amazing results. You shred up on trend. So in this case, 200 to 300 milligrams a week of trembolone acetate, and then you can stack in some Anavar with it. You can stack in 30, 40, 50 milligrams a day of Anavar, four to six weeks, run the trend ACE about six to seven weeks, and then come off. And that's a little short cycle that you can run to get really, really good shredding results if you react well to trend. So that's a good idea for you. You're going to be in the gym. Be in the gym. Spend a lot of time in the gym. You're not going to be able to take the cardio route, though, on the cycle. Trend won't allow you to do much cardio. So you could do – I would do 10, 15 minutes of cardio on the trend. That's it. Don't do too much cardio on trend. All right? It's not going to work well for you. But with the trend, hit the weight room and hit it. Hit it hard, lots of reps. Enjoy those, those trend and VAR pumps. So in this case, 
the GP trying to acetate 100, it's 100 milligrams per milliliter. So if you're doing 200 milligrams a week, mobster, two mLs, two cc's a week, that's all you need. And you want to do it every other day where you can probably to get it, get away with every three, three days, doing one cc every three days. It's fine. All right. A lot of people don't understand how estrogens work. It's going to be fine on trend to do it every three days, even if it's acetate. I don't see an issue. I've done that before. I was fine. I didn't die. Okay. And then you're going to run the Anovar. Now, the GP Anovar, the nice thing about it is we know that it's legitimate. We know GP Anovar mobster is legitimate. So you want to look for the GP Oxan, O X A N, which is short for Exandrolone. And that's going to be the GP comes in a packet. It's affordable. It's not ridiculously expensive. Um, you know, I'll take a look here to pack it the way they sell it. It's one pack, 50 tabs, 10 milligrams. So, you know, you're going to have to buy a, maybe two, three, four pack, packs of this, depending on how long you're going to run it because it, and, and then depending on how much you're going to run it. So if you want to run the full 50 milligrams a day, that's five tabs a day. So each packet mobster is only going to last you 10 days. So if you run about 25, half of that, each packet's going to last you 20 days. So it just depends on how much you want to run with it. You could do 25 milligrams or you could do 50 milligrams or something in between. It is up to you, but you know, you're getting legitimate Anavar mobster. Take us into the next one, buddy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, my two choices here, Steve, are Masteron and Winstrol. Now, as I've said on the forums, guys, super important when it comes to Masteron. Don't get too far out of shape to begin with. And in fact, that's going to be an additional tip that I'm going to discuss momentarily. Uh, GP does Masteron in two forms, 100 milligrams a mil and 200 milligrams a mil. And my choice for the Winstrol, Steve, is... And they do two kinds, but they're both dosed exactly the same. One is done at GP Stan 50, and the other GP Win 50. So essentially, it's the same drug, just a slightly different way of uh, packaging it uh, in terms of just having different names on the label there, but exactly the same dosage. And I keep it kind of sweet and simple. And something else you'll notice that my dosages are about the same as Steve's. We're not talking about crazy high dosages here. So for example, if Steve, 200 to 350 milligrams per week of Masteron and 50 milligrams uh, in the form of the pill per day of the Winstrol. I will say with regards to the Winstrol because of the known effects on dry joints, etc., and that slightly achy feeling. And again, guys, you're getting lean, so you're losing body fat. And some of that sometimes means you're going to feel like your, your, your joints are getting tighter anyway. You're losing that intra-joint uh, fluid, a.k.a. the synovial fluid between your joints so it's important to dose a little bit official and or joint products like n2 joint rx because i mean something like this to help the joints uh, especially when you're doing this drying out cutting cycle now again do not get too far out of shape i think it's a big key there steve in terms of uh back in the day i'm talking about 60s and 70s bodybuilders where they used to bulk up and i mean properly bulk up aka What's uh, Lee Priest used to do in the, in the 80s and 90s, Steve, where we saw those photographs of him literally putting burgers in his mouth in the muscle tech adverts with the belly hanging out. We don't really need to do that anymore. And most top professional bodies builders will put on 10, 15, 20 pounds of fat in the off-season, 5, 6, 7%. That's what you guys should do because it's okay to let yourself get a little bit out of shape when we talk about it, when we talk about bulking and adding 
additional muscle in the off-season. But equally, if you're ridiculously out of shape, then you're going to get into the next point, Steve, which is just how long you're going to stay on cycle. So my, my thinking when it comes to a cutting cycle, Steve, I think the sweet spot, in my opinion, is 12 weeks, whether, whether it's your choice or with my choice. I will also agree with Steve, something else that's interesting with regards to our product choices. None of our product choices put on lots of muscle if you change your approach to training and your cardio and the diet. They don't. They put on maybe five or six pounds on cycle. Uh, Trend might put on a little bit more, as Steve said earlier on, and of course we're talking about dose dependently. But most of our stuff that seems to work best, our Genesta choices, best for cutting, doesn't put on a lot of muscle, but they do seem to stimulate the metabolism. So it's interesting, for example, T-Bow, Anavar that Steve mentioned, I've said a multiple podcasts, I only ever used to seem to put on about five pounds on those cycles when I was using Anavar. Great for my strength. But that's another thing as well, Steve, with Steve's choice for Anavar, you're looking at an additional strength in my case, which means you can train heavier, train harder in the gym, which is going to stimulate more muscle growth. And at the same time, going to increase that metabolic activity. So you will lose more fat. And again, combined with diet and training. So it's interesting choices there. What about you, Steve? I say 12, maybe 16 weeks. But guys, I would prefer you to have chosen uh, an end target that's not too far away. What if at 12 to 16 weeks for you, Steve, which would you choose for cycle lengths for a cutting cycle? Yeah, so with trend, the problem with trend is if you start going to 12, 16 weeks, I mean, it's gonna you're you're, you're screwed, you know, with your with your health. So that's why with trend, I always recommend capping it seven weeks, maybe eight weeks max, you know. So if you wanted to do something longer, I'll give you one that you can do. You can do a bit longer though. Um, yeah. So let me let me tell you the next one I want to uh, talk about. And this one, yeah, you can go longer. You can go 12 weeks, 14 weeks. Um, so this is a really good one, Monster. If you like going to the gym, spending like an hour at the gym, doing a lot of low weight, high rep exercises. Let's say you like to really like you do drop sets. You like to do your rep range really, really high, at least, you know, 10, 12 uh, or, or more rep range. And this is the type of, of training style you like to do. And there's, a, there's an advantage of that training style. It's that you don't wear down your body as much. But it's not it's not an egotistical type of training. You know, it's not the heavy type of training that me and you have spent most of our lives doing, Mobster. So this is really, really good for those who just like to they you like to train the muscle, you like to engage the muscle, you like to feel that pump after your workout. So you can go through Geneza and kind of look over what they have in the cycle, you know, that I, I came up with on the pre-show when we were thinking about this mobster was masteron so the gp mass so there's two types of masterons that geneza forma sells they have the gp mass 100 which is the, the short acting propanate masteron and that's 100 milligrams per milliliter they have the longer acting masteron enanthate which has the enanthate ester and that's 200 milligrams per milliliter so one cc would be 200 milligrams so that's going to be for someone who doesn't want to inject very often. So if you're doing a long cycle, like in this example, you could definitely go with the longer ester mass 200. So with that one, you would be injecting two to three cc's per week. That will give you four to 600 milligrams of masteron. And if you like being hard, you like being vascular, you like feeling that DHT style pump 
when you're doing drop sets, that's a great one to do. Now, obviously, you can't run Mobster Masteron by itself. So in that situation, you're going to have to find something else to run with it. And you can stack in some testosterone with it, 100, 200, maybe 300 max of testosterone. And the good thing about this stack, Mobster, is the Masteron acts as your anti-estrogen. So as long as you don't run the testosterone too high, you'll get you don't have to run an AI with it. You don't have to run that Roma said. You don't have to run that Ruminix. But granted, you want to keep those on hand in case. It's always good to keep an AI on hand just in case. But you don't need it. And then you could throw in an oral to start and finish the cycle. So you could start off with Anavar early in the cycle. Remember, this is a long cycle, 12, 15-week cycle we're talking here. So you could you could have an oral early on to add more pumps, add more vascularity, help you add, get more harder. Anovar early, and then you could do T-Bowl toward the end. Now, a lot of you are going to are gonna ask me right off the bat, who listens to this podcast a lot, who, who really know your stuff, you can be like, well, Steve, why aren't you saying to use Winstrel toward the end? Here's, here's, my, here's why I'm not doing that. Here's where I'd rather use use Anavar to start and T-Bowl to finish instead of Winstrol to finish, like a lot of pros do, is because the Masteron, it is a straight EHT, similar to Winstrol. So if you're going to use Masteron at that dosage, 400 to 600 milligrams, I don't see the point in also throwing in Winstrol on top of, of the Masteron because by then – the Masteron will be peaking your system and it will be doing a lot when it comes to hardness and drying you out and all that stuff. So I don't see the point. It's overkill to add in Winstrol. In fact, I see it being counterproductive a little bit. Mobster was mentioning about the joint issues. I see it being counterproductive to that. I see it being counterproductive when it comes to your head hair. Um, I don't want to see your head hair get fried for no reason. You, you just don't need it here. So Tebow is much more gentle and less harsh than Winstrol is. Winstrol, consider Winstrol a harsh steroid when stacked. Using it by itself is one thing, but when you stack it, it gets harsh. So I think it's a really good plan. Low-dose testosterone, moderate-dose Masteron, and then run the oral. You use Anavar to start, T-Bowl to finish. Low side effects, you're going to be able to go to the gym mobster and just do high reps and enjoy your gym time. Enjoy the drop sets. Who gives a shit if you're not lifting heavy? Who gives a shit if people are looking at you and be like, man, that dude's muscular as fuck, but he's only fucking doing, why is he only doing 40, 50-pound bicep curls? He's strong as fuck. He should be doing 80-pound bicep curls. Who gives a shit what people say? You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. Enjoy the gym. This is one of those cycles you will enjoy doing this cycle. Mobster? I've got one more drug for you, Steve, and then I want to talk about a few things that you can do at the beginning that's going to enhance your uh, uh, journey, uh, cutting cycle journey. Right, so one more product, which Geneza does, is GP Clem, which is kombuterol. Uh, I'm not a big fan of kombuterol myself, and I know that a few people struggle sometimes with the side effects, Steve, but others of you will cope quite well. And again, it's a product that a lot of people use to aid their cutting journey, to get into shape. What's your opinion on the GP Clean, Steve? 
Yeah, like you said, a lot of you out there will not react well to Clan. I know I didn't. So Clan isn't one of those that you're going to run and be able to do a lot of cardio on. It's extremely harsh. It's not a steroid. It's a drug. And the amount that we're using in, you know, here is you're going to start out using 40, maybe 50, maybe 60 micrograms, and then up it, up it as you go by 20 micrograms. So once you get to 100, 120 micrograms, then the side effects start coming in. It can affect a lot of side effects. Shaky, you get kind of shaky hands. It may affect your sleep. You may get some, some heartburn on it. You may get your heart rate racing on it. So it's not one that I like, but a lot of pros like it. A lot of people react really well to it and they'll cut a lot of fat on it because of its effects on your metabolism and, and the effects it kind of changes the way you're uh, distributing energy on the body. So you could throw it in if you want, but if you don't react well to it, don't even, don't even worry about it. But Geneza does have a good clan for sure. One of the things I was going to say, and I've said this actually in previous podcasts, that the drugs at work, what, what do I mean by work? I mean, properly, properly effective. For example, we've discussed trend earlier on guys and quite simply, and the same thing applies to Clint here. Some people get anxious or anxiety-like symptoms. And the reality is, either both of these are strong drugs and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if you recognize that it's the drug that's giving you those symptoms and you manage it on that basis by recognizing it in the way that I suggested, then you know that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. And therefore, you're not anxious, you're not excited. It's not actually a, a, a physical response to some external stimuli that isn't drug related vis-a-vis -vis you're about to be attacked the building's falling down you know there's a, there's a forest fire none of those things are happening so you don't so this is just me and it's a drug doing its job and again what we talked about with Geneza earlier on there are potent and recognized as being potent by people that have tried the product now I want to change the subject a little bit Steve these are just things that you can do and Steve touched on one earlier on which is literally clearing your fridge your freezer, your cupboards are out of crap. Take it down to a food bank. Give it to people that are going to enjoy it, who haven't had cakes and, and stuff that they can binge on for a little while. And you only have good food in the house. I've talked about this on a previous podcast, Steve, where I said, when I've been training, I, I specifically get into the thing where if I want to have something that's junk food like, I have to get off my butts after the gym and go and get it. It's not in the house. There's no cakes. There's no biscuits. There's only good food in the house. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, a lot of people do this. And again, I've already mentioned earlier on not getting too out of shape. Take a photo or two or three, one at the front, one at the back, what they call the stand and relax position. Let your, You can do it from the neck down to the ankles. Let your arms be seen. And essentially, Steve, let it all hang out. It doesn't have to be like completely flopping around or whatever else. But you don't want to be flexing. We want to see what you got. What jiggles is fat. And take that photograph at the beginning. And then as you're on the journey, and especially if we're talking about uh, the longer cycles, like I said just now, 12 to 16 weeks, refer to that. If need be, you can take one every four or five weeks. Say every four weeks, for 12 weeks, or every four weeks again for 16 weeks. And you will start to see the changes. You'll especially see the changes at the beginning and the end. Something else you can do is you can go and get and hopefully they know what the hell they're doing, go and get your body fat measured. Now, if it's with calipers, that's what I mean about person knowing what they're doing. A DEXA scan is a lot better if you can afford it, guys, especially if you're part of your medical insurance. Go somewhere where they will literally 
use a DEXA scan that will properly measure your lean mass versus your non-lean mass, visibly skeletal fat, organs, and so on and so forth. You want to know that your body fat is changing. Sometimes it's not visual, but a 2 or 3% change. If you're 20, getting down to 18, 16, 17, 18, you won't see your abs, but you have dropped body fat. You are getting leaner. And sometimes the scale stays exactly the same, but you are getting leaner. So what's happening? Well, obviously what's happening is you're gaining muscle and losing fat, recomposition. Make sure that you measure, for example, your waist. Uh, and, and, and the classic example would be the back of the arms for the triceps, the lower part of the back and the, and the side of the obliques, and even to a lesser degree, your thigh and your calves and so on. Even, even another one, Steve, is if you do, want to do a headshot, guys, look at your chin. One more thing. Adding muscle, in other words, getting stronger, doing more reps, even with the pump-type training that Steve's talking about, more muscle burns calories than fat does. Fat doesn't burn, ain't burning shit. It's just there. It's just stored energy, whereas more additional muscle on your body burns more calories. So that's quite simple. So sometimes... A cutting cycle can consist, obviously, of a diet, perhaps fat-restricted. You're manipulating your carbs. You've got rid of all the, the crappy food in the house. You're actually counting calories. You've got a vague idea what's going in. And, in fact, guys, this is where we recommend a log and post it up on the forum so you can see and we can pick over it to make sure the numbers are correct. There's a bunch of calculators online for, for shop-type foods that you can buy, including healthy ones. And you can get a kind of good idea, more or less, reasonably accurate of what you're ingesting every single day calorifically and the ratios of fat protein and carbs that's quite simple it takes a little bit to get your head around to begin with but once you've done it a few times it almost becomes automatic but the thing as i'm saying here guys is sometimes focusing on adding muscle because that's more metabolic output the same way that i discussed with the gym work faster cardio trail walking going for a, a small jog HIIT, the, the high-intensity interval training, rowing, doing, as Steve said, 100%. I think it's another tip I want to throw in there, Steve. The cardiovascular activity that you choose must be one that you will keep doing. So, for example, if I say jogging, but you hate jogging, but you're great at riding the bike, then ride the bike, whether that's a stationary bike, peloton at the gym, or getting on a bike and literally going out into the hills on a bike, or riding the trails or riding the footpaths, or riding the roads near where you live, especially if it's quiet, hopefully, guys, and doing your your cardiovascular training that way. Choose an activity. Badminton, squash. Choose an activity that you're going to stick at. What are your tips, Steve, that are going to help a cutting cycle be more successful? So this is, this is what I tell people all the time. Treat cardio as medicine for your heart health. Don't treat cardio as, yeah, I'm overweight, I want to lose weight. I'm going to go just, I'm going to do, just go do some cardio and I'm yeah. going to lose weight because it doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't work like that. Um, you gotta, you gotta treat diet as how you're going to bulk or cut diet is 95% of the way. So meal timing, time restricted eating, using fasting to your advantage. I don't care if you're a pro bodybuilder or you're a regular Joe. People will implement fasting to their benefits. The last three years of the Mr. Olympia have been won by two different people, Big Rami and Hadi, okay? Both of them do a lot of fasting because of their religion. 
But they also do a lot of fasting because that's been ingrained in their culture. And that's been something they know to do because of their, the way they've grown up and everything as something that's healthy. And I believe that that's helped them win Mr. Olympia because that's allowed their body to kind of reset and allow their body to become stronger so that they can bodybuild more successfully. So it doesn't matter if you're at their level, you're a regional competitor, you're like mobster and I, you used to compete, now you don't, you're just a gym rat, I don't care who you are. You can implement fasting, it's a very effective way to cut on cycle, you can do it in a lot of cases, but especially before you start your cycle, it's really smart to do a nice fasting routine to prepare your body for that cycle coming up. So I always like guys to make sure you lose as much fat as you can and get in the best shape you can before you start your cycle. I tell guys this all the time. Everyone wants to use the steroids as a crutch. They want to use the steroids to get themselves into shape. And you'll be disappointed if you do that. You're going to be halfway through cycle and you're going to be regretting. It's kind of like when I used to compete in long distance running mobster. I'd be halfway through the run and then guys would be passing me. And then, you know what I'd be thinking in my head? I'd be like, damn, I should have trained harder. I should have trained more because I can't stay up with them. They're passing me. They train their asses off. They deserve to pass me. I didn't train hard enough. So you're going to think thinking that on a cycle. You're going to be halfway through. Be like, shit, maybe I should have cut down a couple more percent body fat because I'm hardening up, but I still can't see my abs because I still have too much belly fat. Well, you should get rid of that belly fat before you start the cycle so you could see the fruits of your labor, right? You want to be able to see that muscle that's not covered up by fat. So try to get rid of as much body fat as you can. Try to get in the best shape you can, especially when you're running these types of anabolic steroid cycles, which are legitimately tough cycles. Even the most mild cycle we talked about on this podcast today is still yeah. serious business. And you want to put yourself in the best situation to be most successful at it. Let me jump in here, guys. I want to echo something that Steve just said 100%. And that is, in a way, starting your diet, starting your cardio, starting your training before the cycle itself starts. I mean, I would say, Steve, ideally, at the very, very least, just to get into good habits, would be minimum two weeks. But I actually really want you to have a bit of a longer run at it. And again, I dislike sometimes what I see on the forums when I'm going on holiday in six weeks' time. Motherfucker, you should have started weeks ago. So here's the thing again. And this is maybe another advantage of starting January 1st, ready for the summertime. You're going to have 16 weeks. So I want you to do at least, in my opinion, a four-week run-up. And a four-week run-up could start real, real simple. Here's another couple of tips for you. It could be, for example, Steve just cutting sugar out of your diet and i mean literally cutting down the number of sugars you have in your tea or your coffee cutting down on the sodas that you have around the house that have sugar in swapping those for sugar-free type products getting into good habits and you'll see changes and this is preparing you for the hardcore so to speak section that we're going to get into another one would be to increase your hydration it's one of those weird things in terms of Sometimes, and this is a simple diet tip, but it kind of seems to work for a lot of people, and that is drinking more fluid, 
makes the stomach feel more full and you're not going to put as much food into it because you already feel kind of full up. And just even when we're talking about the cardiovascular activity and using performance answering drugs, et cetera, et cetera, being more hydrated, especially when you use the steroids, is an important thing in and of itself. So again, I want you to pre-start the, the diet and pre-start the cardio and getting everything else ready so that by the time you get into the, the drug part of the cycle, you're ready to rock and roll. You've already started good, good habits. One more thing on that, again, specifically, Steve, and I say this when we talk about diets. Now, cutting cycle is kind of slightly different here, guys. I want to separate the two things just for a second. When we talk about nutrition, I hate the word diet because it's often as not. It is a temporary thing in a person's life. What do I mean by that? Well, this is the way Weight Watchers and a bunch of the other type of diet plans work. And essentially, it is I'm on a diet. The problem with that attitude is it tends to have an end part to it. So I'm going to do I'm going to diet for 10 weeks. But at the end of the 10 weeks, you could easily slip back into the habits that you had before and go back to exactly the same nutrition that you was using before and go back to where you was. In other words, all that fat that you lost, the, the condition, et cetera, you got into, it's just, it's, it's gone. You, you looked great, and then you go back to where you was before when you didn't think you looked great. So I would rather you think of in the terms of a lifestyle. And the last thing, again, on that particular part of it, Steve, and we've touched on this before again, I talk about working with nature. So typically, and it doesn't apply, Steve, for example, lives somewhere where it's warm. Right now, I do not. It's warm in the summertime, but it's kind of cold in the wintertime. So what we talk about is working with nature. So it is normal for your metabolism to slow down in the wintertime, and it's normal for it to speed up slightly just because it's summer, spring, or going into fall, going into autumn. The heat increase stimulates your, your appetite and your metabolism if it's a slightly as well. So it's easier to get into shape as you go into summer, and it's easier to bulk as you go into winter. But again, you're starting these things, whether it's today, whether it's the 1st of January, whatever time that you're starting it, I want you to start thinking diet and training and cardio ahead of the cycle and then bring the cycle in when you've already broken down those bad habits, when you're already using good habits. And again, key, cutting out sugar is dead easy when you're doing that pre-part of the cycle. Increasing your cardiovascular activity very slowly but surely until it's consistently every single day, again, before the cycle starts. And as I said already, guys, hydrating. Just the, 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 these three things in and of themselves are great habits to have year-round, never mind, but they will help get you ready for the cycle when you go hardcore. Now, for me, when I'm training, when I'm, when I'm competing, when I'm getting ready for competition, I'm starting moderately easy. And by the end of my training cycle, it's crazy hard. It should be up around the 90, 95%, 97.5% and my one rep max. So the training is getting harder and harder and harder and heavier and heavier, heavier. I would think in terms of a cutting cycle that my activity levels, that my diet should get harder. So it should get tighter. It should get leaner as I'm going through the cycle. And the performance on arts and drugs immediately stay the same. But they will aid you. And in fact, they'll work better as you get leaner. One more thing, Steve, and we can touch on this before we finish. I'm thinking we, we see this sometimes, and it's it's the effect that steroids, performance hearts and drugs, including clen, have on a leaner body person, a person who's leaner versus a person who's pro properly fat, obese.
Yeah, so don't let yourself get too far out of shape, guys. Try and be a little bit podgy, a little bit holding a little bit of fat, and you'll you'll lessen the side effects that can happen uh, when it comes to using performance enhancing drugs. Vis-a-vis, as I said already, with estrogen. Now, to finish, guys, we want you to be successful. So whether it's to January first or any other goddamn time of year, start the journey. Make sure that you stick to it. Listen to this podcast again if you need to for the tips and the little ideas that we've given you to before you even get into the, the cycles and then keep the cycles moderate, but let them work their magic. Geneza products, Geneza Pharma products are on point. Again, I reiterate that. If you choose that, you your success is bound to be more likely, quite simply, because you made the right choice at the beginning. And if you're making the right choices there, I know your diet's going to be good. I know your cardio is going to be good. I know you're going to listen to this podcast again. So we want you to be successful. So go out there, get lean, get ripped, get cut, get in shape, guys. We've got your back. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on this podcast are ours. It's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic and podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.